Can we strengthen our self-respect by exercising our respect muscles? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. And first of all, apologies if it's a little noisy. Um, trying an experiment over here. It's actually a stunningly pleasant day here in Cincinnati, Ohio, which does not usually happen at this time of the year. And um, as such, trying to take advantage of the fresh air, I will hopefully check the recording sound. And if you're hearing this podcast, hopefully that means there wasn't too, too much background noise. But we are in the middle of the holiday of Hanukkah, which itself uh, usually means cold and snowy and, and uh thankful that's not the case today, but we can't lose sight of the fact that we do also have a Torah portion coming up, the Parsha of Miketz. And I'd like to share an idea and maybe build a tackless takeaway point that is rooted in the Parsha of Miketz, actually kind of two points tied to the Parsha of Miketz, as well as potentially significant factor behind the Hanukkah victory. And that is the concept of respect. Yosef, at the beginning of the Parsha of Miketz, is being whisked out of the dungeon because the pharaoh had a dream and he was tipped off to the fact that this Hebrew slave Yosef has the means to interpret dreams. And Paro is eager to hear what Yosef has to say. There's a matter of urgency to get this young, well, at this point not so young, Yosef in front of the pharaoh. But there's a pause one word in the Hebrew that describes the Vayigalach, Yosef is being taken for a haircut, a trim, a grooming, being shaved. But as Rashi describes, there's a notion of kavod malchus, of respect of the monarchy. You don't just take somebody from the dungeon and stand him in front of the king, even if the king really, really wants him to be there very quickly. But out of respect to the monarchy, you stop at the barber shop. Respect to the monarch at the beginning of the portion. Toward the end of the portion, when Yosef is the viceroy of Egypt and in control of the Egyptian markets and really most of the world's food supply, his brothers stand in front of him and his brothers, just perceiving themselves standing in front of an Egyptian member of Egyptian royalty, describe themselves as your servants. And they describe their father his father, they described their father as your servant. So they're talking to Yosef about his very own father, calling his father Avdecha Avinu, your servant, our father. Now the brothers are not doing anything wrong. That's how you talk when you're standing in front of the viceroy of the largest empire of the day. But Yosef is criticized by our sages for allowing them to refer to his own father that way. How can you let them repeatedly refer to your father as your servant? And in fact, the sages understand that he lost years of his life, parallel to the expressions of Avdecha Avinu, of your servant, our father. Some understand that when the Maharal describes a correlation between the Atzmos Yosef, the bones of Yosef, later on after Yosef's death, and when he's being eventually brought back to Israel, uh, we refer to him as the Atzmos Yosef. He's described as bone five times, because five times he acted bone-like. He wasn't so 
distraught at hearing this word, your, fa- your servant, our father. He didn't react as one would do if one was being cut or pierced in a way that they felt pain. He's acting bone-like as if he's dead. He's not sensitive to that lack of respect to his father. And as such, five times we refer to him as the bones of Yosef. Respect to the parent apparently is demanded not only in terms of what we do, but even when we hear something that is not respectful, that we must react to that. Respect to the monarch, respect to the parent. The Torah has so many different elements of respect. And some ask why. We have respect to our teachers. Teachers must respect their seniors. The, the, the Rebbe and the Shiva must respect the Rosh Hashiva. The Rosh Hashiva themselves will respect the greatest Torah sages of the generation. We have to respect our, our seniors in terms of uh, the more advanced in age. Of course, respect to the parent. And is, I believe the Ralbag that explains that the Torah creates a hierarchy. There are constantly layers and layers and layers of respect. Those that respect me, I must respect those above me, and, and they respect those above themselves, and it just keeps going up like that to direct us to the top of that pyramid, and what's above that pyramid, of course, God himself. The notion of respecting God, we're more capable of respecting God when we're constantly exercising our respect muscles through our various encounters throughout life when we have to uh, you know, display respect. There could be another notion as well, though. When we perceive this big pyramid, which is aimed towards the top, and we realize we're part of that pyramid, the respect that we're giving is only meaningful if we are meaningful. If we view ourselves as petty and meek and irrelevant, then the respect that we give is not of consequence. But if we must be giving respect, then that respect must have value because we have value. And in recognizing we're part of this very big pyramid and just how lofty those toward the top of the pyramid are and where ultimately God is at the very top and we are attached to all of that system can help us have a greater sense of our own self-worth and self-respect. The Maccabees in the Hanukkah story were in a risky spot. They could have looked at the Greek Empire with its power, its pizzazz, its glory, the Greek uh, wisdom, the Greek philosophy, the Greek sophistication, and they could have said, who are we to challenge that? Who are we to claim that we have something up on the Greeks? The Greeks, you're so powerful. Who are we to to even think of starting up with you? You are so smart. Who are we to think that we can challenge your approach in life? You are so sophisticated. Who are we to have the chutzpah to, to, to not tolerate what it is that you are imposing upon us? But thankfully, that's not the attitude they took. Again, had they been more meek, and taking such an approach, not only would there not be a Hanukkah, there wouldn't be any Talos Talk podcasts. There would be no Torah podcasts. There would be nobody currently learning and disseminating Torah. Thankfully, the Maccabees looked at the Greeks and said, as smart as you are, as great as you are, as powerful as you are, you are celebrating man. You're creating a homocentric world with man at the top. The top of your pyramid is the 
the Olympics, the fastest man, the strongest man, the world of, of even the world of sciences and philosophy, the, so the smartest man, but you're only celebrating a finite brain. You're not celebrating a connection to the spiritual. Nobody's having an Olympics that are lauding people for their, their, their capacity to overcome temptation. Nobody's celebrating people's ability to be displaying greater ethical conduct. You are a society that are preaching the greatness of the physical side of the human being. But you're divorced from its true greatness, the attachment to the spiritual. We are focused on that attachment to the spiritual, and we are going to use that attachment to recognize our greatness and throw off the imposition of your bright light that is blinding people from the true source of light. Well, thanks to those Maccabees, we can today be continuing to celebrate what it means to be attached to the Torah and have our sights are looking very high up towards our attachment to God. We're in a world in which respect is not preached all that much, and even if to the degree that it's that people are preaching it, they're certainly not teaching it. There's not a lot of display of respect. Hey, when was the last time you stood up for somebody in the in the bus? Well, maybe when was the last time you were on a bus? But okay, it's done, and of course, yeah, we want to have. Uh, the spot that's available for the handicapped, and we, we are, we we do mandate that we are um, uh, appropriately providing for people who have other physical needs. But just because a person's more elderly, not so much because they're your parent, not so much because they're your teacher. Hey, uh, the 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 notion that I can't challenge them. Uh, and simply uh, arguing as my, I argue to my buddies, uh, in many of our schools today, the, the means of communication between teacher and student, or student and teacher, is not much different than between the students among themselves. In our world where respect just isn't that common, and it's certainly not very profound respect is not that common, we need to take steps to try to exercise those respect muscles so that we can be respectful pe- beings. A, to accomplish the various mitzvahs of respecting the other, and B, to be able to be elevating ourselves with appropriate self-respect. A talkless suggestion uh, for today would be to, in one particular realm where we are particularly deficient in respect, communicating with others, to try to be a little mindful of how can we be more respectful to the other? How can we be respectful to maybe not be looking down at my screen while I'm having a conversation with you? How can it be respectful to maybe not even take a certain call or respond to a certain message while communicating with you? And when responding to those messages, the quick WhatsApp, the quick text message, are we focused on getting the message out fast forgetting about the fact that there's a human being on the other end of that message. And sometimes a human being that may be our senior, a parent, somebody that does warrant even some extra respect on our part. Are we like Yosef being rushed out of the dungeon but forgetting to pause and get the haircut because we're just rushing, rushing, rushing and, okay, got to get the message out and I'm not pondering the fact that you're going to have a hard time reading it because I just used a new abbreviation that you're going to have to stop and ponder and I'm not being mindful of the fact that there is a human being on the other end of that message who, okay, sometimes, hey, if it's cute and they like my style, great. 
go for it. But sometimes they're just confused by my message, and I'm not being mindful to even check if my wording makes sense. I'm so focused on the speed, get the message out fast. We've probably all been involved in situations where there were total misunderstandings because of the speed at which we communicate. We've probably all been involved in situations where somebody was really frustrated that they didn't have our attention or we didn't have their attention because they were so distracted by, by their phone or other messages coming in. In the realm of communication, can we be cautious to not be acting in that rush, to have the covered that we'll pause for the moment and be more attentive to what it is and how it is that we're saying. Um, when hearing the other out, you know, not making the mistake to be um, inattentive to what it is that they're saying to us because, okay, get to your point. I just got to hear the point and move on efficiently and, and fast and furious rather than uh, in a meaningful uh, way that exudes respect. If we can do that, take to heart the messages of the covered malchus, the respect to the monarch, the respect to the, those who have of authority and those who are our senior, the respect to the parent, which is, really demands so much attention on our part, to not allow anything that is the slight to the parent, the respect to ourselves, the respect to our connectivity with God and the appreciation that we should have of the fact that we have this and not letting other elements dictate what is right and wrong because we know that we have a true source of right and wrong, and that we will respect ourselves enough to stand up for what is right. If we can take these steps, activate our respect muscles, and be more self-respecting, we will be capable of accomplishing so, so much more, and so much more appropriately. And if we can do all of that, and as always, curious Email me, send back your suggestions, how you recommend strengthening respect in your life, uh, what you actively do for that now, or what you would suggest that we ponder for the future. Because if we can do so and become more respectful beings, we'll be that much more likely to be able to achieve our tachlis.